0: The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: Here they trail 24-17 with 37 seconds to go on the ball on the Patriots 30. Snap to Cole. Looking left. lobs towards the far end zone. Over the shoulder. It's caught by Cole! Touchdown, winners!
2: Back pylon. Keelan Cole with the catch of his life! And the Raiders are an extra point away from tying this game with
1: 32 seconds to go. After reviewing the play, the ruling on the field stands as cold. Yes! We got one!
0: We got one. We got one.
3: Oh, my
0: God. This is... So, they review this, and because... Well, I'll say this. Because the game was flexed, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they didn't have the proper cameras. They don't have the cameras. How do you not how do you not have the cameras on the sidelines of both end zones? On of the, the
3: pylons.
0: Zone? I mean I, I don't understand how the, the the best look you got was like an overhead.
2: Yeah. That that is the that is the lead that I think that I want to discuss more because so I guess that is Fox's what fourth squad? Like is that their D squad? Jonathan Vilma. Getty Albert. Kenny Albert. Okay, so. Are you talking who's about the
3: booth or are you the booth. About The booth. I, I
2: look at the booth. I look at the booth as far as, okay, as far as importance for Fox and CBS or NBC or whatever, Prime. Okay, so if you're going to give uh, less cameras to the Patriots and the Raiders because that's your D squad, like, so you'd rather keep all the cameras and, like, maybe have them for, like, a bigger game than No, no, is that how it works? Well,
3: so. Yes, I
2: think- yes, the, the crappier uh, games. Get less cameras. So I didn't know it was less I was, cameras. Yeah. I it was a crappy crew.
3: I was under the impression that Sunday Night Football,
2: owned NBC.
3: by NBC, are the only ones who use the pylon cameras. So okay, but- they're the only ones who would have had... Every like the 360 angle that we're so used to seeing of like, oh, you can see the pile on camera him. You know, you always think of the runner like diving over with the football. and You can see exactly where it breaks the plane and that whole thing, which is why
0: I said if it wasn't flexed, you had a better look at it. But Mm -hmm. here's the thing. I think I think a lot of people felt like this was not a catch from the views that we saw. But I, I mean, I don't know. Is that enough to go on? Like, so I sort of understand them sitting there saying, listen, if it was incomplete, we wouldn't have overturned it. It was ruled a catch, but given the camera angles we got, we can't overturn it. But it it still looked like he was out of bounds. The
3: incomplete thing. That little note tells me that they are trying so hard to cover their heinies. They're like, oh, we would have done the same thing if it went the other way, which takes you back to the Vikings game with the Hunter Henry catch. And coming out of that, I mean, they overturned that. They said it was not, it was incomplete. It was not a catch. And after that instance, I remember we all came in here and sat here and talked about how we felt about it. And I said, I didn't think that they had conclusive evidence to turn it over. So in this case, I guess if that's the way that they're ruling it, sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. In this case, it didn't go your way as a Patriots fan, either case. But I I have to go with, they didn't see enough. And they didn't see enough because apparently they did, couldn't zoom in on and tell where this guy's cleats are black and white. Yeah. The field, the end zone is black and white. And for some reason, like if you go online, Christian, you're dubious about like how, many, how much of these images are real images <laughs> yeah. from the game and whether they're doctored so or not. optical
2: illusion. Exactly.
3: But you go on and there's people on the Internet and people are, on the Internet are generally dumb, mm. but they're especially dumb today. Because there's Raiders fans who are putting up the picture of of Cole Sr. whatever his name is yeah. with his shoe. And Cole like Sr. yeah, Keelan Cole, with his shoe on the line, and you can see like the little black part of his shoe and then the white outline at the very front of the shoe of the cleat stepping out of bounds. And they're like, Look, see? Look at the white part of his shoe. It's in bounds, and you're like, "There's other parts of the shoe, man." (laughs) Like he's stepping out of bounds, (laughs) but you're just looking at the field, and everything is literally in black and white, and it's it's like the dress. Yeah, like what color is the dress? Well, no, blue and and white, and that's why golden, whatever. Yeah,
2: there's that picture is circulating. I've retweeted it. Other people have retweeted it. Dan Roach specifically was down there and said he was talking to the photographer. He was talking about that particular picture. At late late last night, we were doing a post game show, and even when I saw it, I was like, "I don't believe it! I don't believe." Because I saw two different shots from the the TV broadcast that clearly showed. Did clearly? Clearly, sh- I listen. I don't know. I that guess you he want more. Out? I feel like you want. Then he was out. Okay. Do you want more pixelation? You want high def? The damn foot is out of bounds. I, mean,
0: I, I think it's. I, I want it, the show the photo that we always get of the sideline yeah. and the foot, and I'm so used to seeing that in football that. It amazes me that you can't see that in the end zone, the sidelines like that. Like, I it blows my mind that you can't see that, and that would have been clear evidence one way or the other. And they probably would have said incomplete.
3: How okay, I've worked a fair number of these games. If you watch the game, there's photographers all around the field mm-hmm. from the everywhere. Various, they get run into all the yeah, time. Yeah, like, and I'm not talking about just. I'm talking about like still photographers from all the various papers and Sports Illustrated and these other outlets. How does no one have, like, an angle of this? Do you know what I'm saying? I agree. Those people's, those people's lenses are a zillion times better than even, like, a TV camera from up above zooming in or whatever. There's not
2: an iPhone in a is, stands. Uh,
3: Well, I'm thinking of this because these people are on the field. They're at field level. And they're snap. You know, they snap. They take, like, 100 pictures in, like, one snap. I don't understand how there's one person hasn't come out. Maybe... Maybe because they're from, like, a Las Vegas paper. I'm in Conspiracy Corner here now. You know what I'm I saying? Know. Like, there should Nothing be Nothing they can do about else. it now. I mean, if you got right.
0: that pitch, you should might as well put it out there. Let's hear the call because, uh, you know, Dean Blandino was, like, the referee in the booth kind of thing, and this is what it sounded like as they were sort of reviewing. This is what he felt. from oh, That, oh, angle, that looks angle looks like, looks like it would have like stepped out down. We're in Dean Blandino. Dean, what did you see? Yeah, this is really close. The whole thing is the left foot is any part of that foot. Touching the sideline. The best look we have is that overhead end zone shot. This is the best look. He has control. He's going to get that right foot down in bounds. It looks like the left toe is out of bounds on this shot. It has to be clear and obvious to overturn. If I'm looking at this, I see it out of bounds. But, again, we'll see what New York does in this situation.
2: Okay. Because it is out of bounds. So I don't understand the whole clear and concise. So do you need more pixelation? Does it need to be in high def? Uh, I mean, it's not an optical illusion. You see his foot step out of bounds. To me... It's real clear what is going on.
4: Well, why well, do they have the the little black beads and the white beads that pop up when somebody makes impact? It's to see where a person's foot struck the ground so you can go, okay, if it's the black beads, he's inbounds. It's the white beads, mm-hmm. which is a lot They're of these all pictures black beads. going around. Yeah,
2: they, they all I saw white. Up. I saw white. I'm with Foyer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does, take a poll real quick. Who thinks he was inbounds? No, I think he was out of bounds. They're out I of the bounds. They should all bounds. have
3: to wear bright green cleats or something, like neon cleats, Look, so that you can see exactly where they're in and out. Yeah. Because I, I'm telling you, the amount of people who are putting out this stupid picture and inferring two completely different calls on this because of the black and white cleat in the black and white end zone is infuriating. It's ridiculous.
0: So there was the, the, the opportunity, the pool reporter, you know, Mike Reese, the pool reporter. Let's play Mike Reese because after the game he talked about how this thing went what he was told
1: here's what we asked how did you determine that was a touchdown catch by keelan cole in the fourth quarter uh... walt anderson the senior vice president of officiating back in new york who does the replay said the ruling on the field was a touchdown the follow-up question in replay review it appeared the receiver's left foot was on the white was that not visible in replay and walt anderson said we looked at every available angle and it was not clear and obvious that the foot was on the white it was very tight very close there was no shot that we could see we even enhanced and blew up the views that we had there was nothing that was clear and obvious that his foot was touching the white There was one other question, Dan. It was, did you have the sideline angle? So down the sideline, because I think that would have been the key shot. And he said, no, we did not. Probably the best view was what we term a high end zone view. TV gave us the most enhanced view that they had as well. We blew it up. I believe TV blew it up, and there was nothing that was clear and obvious either way. Had the ruling on the field been incomplete, we would not have been able to change that either clear uh, not clear and lowered. obvious clear whatever you, do you want to call think, it ridiculous okay, of cameras so here's the thing so, do in you every think if that was place.
2: ruled incomplete uh, sorry incomplete cuz it was uh, out of bounds do you think raider nation would be having a fit over this yes well, we'll see how the no, rest of it would. No, I don't. Th- see, I say no. don't think no. so either. No, because it was c- clear to They'd yeah. say he was out. he would say he was out. What they're saying is, man, we got one. We got away with one is what they're saying. Oh, yeah. it was like the tuck rule. No Patriots fan was going to be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was throwing yep.
0: the ball. Yeah, thing. if they overturned this, there still would have been people like, there wasn't enough evidence. <laughs> there wasn't a clear picture. You can't go off of that. To me. Like, people, fans I, would still have been. I bad. think people would have accepted it.
2: I think it's almost like, you know, now we're even. That's what I think Raider Nation is saying. Here's the thing. Now we're even.
0: This 2022 Patriots team um, didn't deserve that call. You know what I mean? They didn't deserve it. They didn't deserve it. Like we've been saying before. Hold on.
3: They didn't deserve a fair play call. No, they
0: deserve. They deserve for that game to end exactly how it did, and everybody to laugh at them the way that they've been playing. Like, honest to God, like the way the train wreck that this team is and has been. People keep pointing at a record. You know, it's not as bad as you people think. They're still 7-6. and six. They still got a playoff spot. It's like, no, actually it is. I don't know how the hell they're still winning, but but it is this bad. So it's like they deserve to get exposed, you know, and in, in the way the rest of that game played out. Just because of the, the train wreck of an organization that it is right now, the whole system is messed up. They didn't earn that. They didn't
3: deserve to get a W and be 8-6. and six. See, Lou, in that pathologic, I feel like you would – want them to get the call, and then still manage to screw it up as epically as they screwed it up. Because now you still have a sector of fans who are going to point to it and go, well, we got screwed by this first, so it wouldn't even matter. You wouldn't have even been in that position if the rest didn't screw that call.
0: Yeah, see, that's what I mean. I think the Patriots fans are so embarrassed by the way their team looked that they're outraged, but they're still sort of like, eh, but we're a mess. We're a mess. Like, that. did that call blow the game? Or was your, did your incompetence blow that game? Well, it's funny. We it, go back to that red zone it, thing. If it was a touchdown, not a field goal. You win the football game. It did. Uh, you
2: know, what you'll hear from the players that it should have never came down to that Yeah. because you had gotten the win. They had to go, what, 82 yards or something like that yeah. in 32 seconds. With no timeouts. With no timeouts.
3: Do you remember after the very first game of the season, the Dolphins game, when Bill came out and said it was like the difference of a couple points? Yeah, that's all. This is like the whole game. Yeah, (laughs) there's a difference of the whole game. Like like, you had, you had six different reasons mm -hmm. at least of why you should have lost that game, and the ending was just stupid.
0: Yeah, I would say like for like the the third quarter and for three quarters of the fourth quarter, your defense was dominant. You outscored them twenty-one to nothing.
3: Your defense was awesome. Yeah,
0: you you just you took over that game, and we sat. I was sitting watching it, going, my God, they're going to be eight and six. You know, with all like with the punt and that red zone thing, they're gonna be eight and six and then they just lost it and you're like, you know what? <laughs> they're just not a good football team. They're no, not a smart
2: football they're team. They're not it, it's it it's not it shouldn't be a surprise that the other teams that you beat that are not good football teams, like the Steelers and uh you uh the Steelers, the, the, the Lions, the Browns Can you imagine all they these teams won that you beat? They're not – none of them are – you guys are all in the same boat. They the Jaguars, even though you
0: didn't play them. La- last week we were sitting there saying they're 7-6. How? Like, how are they 7-6? and six? We, The we Jets, we two games against the Jets. We're watching with our own eyes. Like, how is this team
2: 7-6? and six? Well, you did most of your damage in the first half of the season. So, you, you got – you you played against the Browns. You got the Steelers when they were like – they were trying to figure things out with their quarterback. You played the Jets twice. Uh, you played the Browns without Deshaun Watson. Played the Lions you beat, before they went on their Yeah, you streets. played the Lions. You beat the hell out of them. You played the the Arizona Cardinals, and they're just as bad as dysfunctional as you are. They started getting Col-
0: hurt in the third place. Yeah,
2: with Colt McCoy as their quarterback. So it's really easy. You think about it. Like The other team had to be so bad and in such having so many issues that you
0: were able to beat them. Well, I'm just saying like if they had won this football game, let's say they called it out of bounds, they pulled this game out. You know, every week, I feel like we're asking Dan Olofsky, Dan, I, this, that, and everything else. I mean, it's like frustrating to watch. But they're eight and six. Like, how are they eight and six? You know what I mean? It's almost like they don't deserve to be eight and six. They really don't. You know, they don't. I don't even know if they deserve to be seven and seven. Yeah. And that's the frustrating thing. If they had a team that was fifteenth in offense, that was fifteenth in the red zone, that was somewhat functional of an offense. They'd be nine and five, easy. Two games, easy. easy. Maybe even easy. ten. Maybe even ten and four. Absolutely, absolutely. I
3: want to check in with the audience. I want to ask them if they feel like this is rock bottom or it's going to hit an ugly. Is it going to get worse? Because Matthew Slater, gonna blow up? Matthew Slater, who is you know is like the reverend of the team. Yeah. he yeah. leads everything. Yeah, the leader. Uh, he had this comment after the game that I think is telling. About a possible direction this team might already be going in. Let's
0: get to it. Is this rock bottom? 617-779-7937. Or can it get worse? We'll do that and update you on a Mac Jones appearance. We'll see. Hopefully he's in the next 45 minutes or so. Or within that, we'll let you know when we hear.
4: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
0: Stick together. um, Stick together. Keep playing for each other. You know, keep working. And that's the biggest thing right now. Um, You can lay down and let it go to waste. You can come in and keep your head high. And, and go back to work, and that's that's what I'm going to try to do. And and my message to my group and and our side of the ball, and keep our head up. We're going to go back to work. and We're going to figure this thing out and go play Cincinnati here this week. David Andrews, mm. like I always said, like so they're going to play Buffalo week 17. They're going to lose to Buffalo. Then mm-hmm. they're going to say, you know, it's still a process. The season, yeah. season's going to be over. You know, we're just going to show up and try to get better. You know, try to execute, try to work on the community. The season's over and they'll still be like just so robotic to say these sort of things. Aren't we fine with these kind of comments like after week two, three, four, five? How about I, weeks fifteen? I wish that they would just honestly say, We gotta get our crap together
2: or we are screwed. And we're we're losing chances to to stay in this thing because that's what's happening. They're losing ground. They're losing ground to stay in this thing. They're, they they should really should be out of it.
3: What is wrong with going up there and saying... We're a mess. That was rea- <laughs> yeah. that, that was the most frustrating loss of my life.
0: I think that... I, <laughs> I think mean, that, really.
3: Like, is Bill going to call you in and say, oh, really? That was the most frustrating loss of your, yeah. your life? Yeah, Bill, it was. It really was. Yeah. There wasn't even that much at stake because, you know, it took us out of playoff position, but what were we going to do in the playoffs anyway? But it was humiliating.
2: Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. I just feel like there needs to be some more accountability and more... Answers from everybody
3: saying you saying from the players from
2: the player absolutely I hate it I'm done with the players like doing the whole well, you gotta don't, talk to Bill don't you gotta be to be to done Bill. yet
3: because we're gonna have well one no, we'll get it we'll, we'll get it
2: from Mac I'm sure he'll do the same thing but at any point in time if there is an ever an appropriate time to be more descriptive about what happened and how you feel or just a and little how-
3: transparent
2: yes this is it I think everyone can understand like Mike Reese did a great job last night. Explaining and describing what was going on in the in the locker room yesterday,
3: he called it despondent,
2: just quiet and sadness, and and just nobody was talking. And you could tell that everyone felt like crap. How they just let one get away? That's what drives me crazy. Is just how they just how they just let it get away. Like they had this unbelievable opportunity where they had they had the high ground, and then they lost it. So then, not even they didn't even lose it. They 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 still had life. They still had a chance. Because they all they did was tie it up. Worst case scenario, you're like, all right, screw it, we just tie. Right? So one of those teams that has a tie. So who knows what the math is gonna equal out to at that point in time.
0: All right, let's get to some of the calls here because um Mego asked a question. Could this be rock bottom? I want to start with Mike and Pepperell. Mike, go ahead, buddy, you're on the show.
2: Hey guys, how you doing? Yeah, this is absolutely
4: rock bottom and it's been about six years coming. Belichick's been sliding this organization
3: down for about six years. Since the Garoppolo thing, and I think this is finally we're seeing the end result of him driving the ship and driving Brady out. I mean, he's got the offense; he's fully
2: driving it. This guy's hitting every iceberg, you know, this side of the Arctic. He's nailing it.
4: And um, it, you know, Malcolm Butler and the Super Bowl—it's just all Bill. He needs to go.
2: There it is. Right, Mike, Let's get rid right of the coach.
4: <sighs>
2: is that is this? There's the first one, right? That's the first one of the day. We haven't taken one about him uh, about getting rid of Bill, but. Uh, listen. If this was a different coach, last three years, if this was another coach a fresh Robert hire, Sala, what, fine.
3: I'm just anyone, anyone, any, Robert Sala, of the, whatever of the road coach. Not if a bad any other coach,
2: coach not a great coach. Would an, how would an owner tweet, tweet, treat this situation? He'd be gone at the end of the year. How would they treat it? Like, wow, this is embarrassing. Think about like what it looks like. So they flexed out that game. Can you only imagine? Like, if they were upset and, and agitated that they that the the that game last yesterday was flexed out of the night game, imagine how they feel now, how the crass feel now.
3: I just feel like that's a losing exercise because it's taking away so much from everything that Belichick has done here that it's like you know what I mean? Like you're just not going to go anywhere with that by comparing it to to unless you're saying that this year is a complete one off, like that this year is so different than all the years with Belichick, including the last two seasons. I thought that that Cam—we've seen the comparisons between the Cam Newton season here and this season here, and the Cam season was, to me, a coaching triumph for Belichick. That he got seven wins out Mm -hmm. of that season compared to what is likely going to be a seven-win season for this is a coaching travesty. Like, for that to happen in the difference of under three seasons at this point— it's it's pretty jarring.
0: Yeah, but I would say, I mean, you can't ignore everything that Bill's accomplished and the credibility he has and the leash that he has. But to your point, what you're getting at Christian, I would say that if you three years ago hired a head coach and also said you're our general manager, he would be gone after this year. He'd be gone, like it'd be, because you're talking about a draft. You're talking about you know, uh, you know, hundred and eighty million dollars in free agents that other than maybe Judon, you really haven't gotten all that much from, and some of them nothing from, to watch all those free agents in year two take enormous steps back, to watch this guy hire these coaches and put his second-year quarterback in this position to make it look like he's taken two or three, four steps back to the point where you're wondering if you can want him to be your quarterback next year. Like, like all of it, all encompassing the play on the field, the lack of discipline, the clock management – you name it. All these decisions that the guy 3 years ago, you hired to be your GM and head coach at the same time. No way he would last the offseason. See, no I, way. I I'm with you and
2: I would say that the losses like just to use a comparison of a team that was started like 1 and 6. I think it was the 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 Lions started 1 and 6. But even when they're losses like man, those are good losses if there is one. Right They were in it to the end, they were fighting their ass off and they weren't they were just getting beat. The other team was making good plays. They not how to win. And they didn't quite figure out how to win yet, yep. but they were busting their ass, and they were they had some mistakes, but they weren't dysfunctional like you are. They fired some of their coaches, they fired their defensive coordinator, they elevated their uh, the cornerbacks. No, they fired the cornerbacks coach. So, and then they uh, and they just said, you know what, we're going to stick together. And then you look at those games and those losses, you go, I I can live with that. I can live with that. The way they're losing tells me that like Adam Gase. Like uh, you know, uh, they they just have no control over the team, and nobody believes them, and nobody trusts them. Joe Judge is an example. Matt Patricia, both guys as an
0: example, who didn't last didn't last more than two years. Cool. Um, before before the break, Emego was talking about Matthew Slater. Sound of Matthew Slater having these guys stick together. Let's let's play this from after the game. This is Matthew Slater talking about his team. No, we can't be
4: divided. Huh? I think there'll be a lot of folks uh, throwing a lot of stones. We just have to keep uh, believing in one another. We can't turn on each other. We just stay the course. I mean, obviously, it goes without saying it's tough losing a game like that, but it's nobody's fault. Uh, we win as a team, we lose as a team,
0: and we just got to keep fighting. So I think it's an interesting, like analogy, talking about you know a lot of people throwing stones. So I have this like visual of this team like in its house, <laughs> and everyone's throwing stones at the house. You know what I mean? Everyone's like, we got to stay together. All the windows are shut. The doors are shut. But all of a sudden, rocks start getting thrown. they hit somebody in the back of the head in the house. And you're like, what's going on? Because I think inside, people are throwing stones. You know what I mean? This isn't just from the outside. People complaining. People bitching. And you're just trying to ignore the noise outside. There's noise in the room. There's noise in the... There is zero buy-in. And like we said, all it takes is like for losses for it to kind of come out. When you win... I don't think they, was, they were very happy with that Arizona game, obviously, but they won the football game. So afterwards you saw the smiles and the hugs and woo-woo, yeah, yippee, yippee, we won the game, it's all that matters, we'll fix things. But when you lose a game, like he better be more concerned about the stones being thrown inside that locker room, let alone from outside. The only reason why I like I think about
2: it, I'm like, it is important to make sure this team doesn't splinter that they don't just – everybody go their own way, and everybody just wants the season to be over just to kind of just be done with it. But the one thing as far as the stones being thrown is, like, they're all guilty of something. So I feel like nobody's going to – everyone's going to keep those rocks in their pockets because they're all doing stupid stuff. Like – I mean, there's only a. I'm trying to think. The only guy who's like consistently playing at a high level is Nick Folk.
3: What about Ramondre? <laughs> well,
2: Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> Nick Folk. I Maybe mean, hey, Andy Fulk. Hart had him, Mr. Special Fire. I mean, he's like. <laughs> how, how would that go over, Nick Folk? Okay, guys, listen. We yeah. got to get scared.
4: Ooh. Shut up, yeah. kicker.
2: Yeah. I, I I mean, sure. Ramondre Stevenson is too young. What too mean, young. Too young. Second year guy. I don't think he's the vocal guy that that you would want him to be. And uh, But other than that, nobody nobody has played well on the offense other than Ramondre Stevenson. Look at every offensive lineman. Look at every receiver. They all have issues. Owen
3: U's been fine. Has he, though? He hasn't been racking up the penalties. I tell you what, he's he's the
0: one guy that as long as he's not getting penalized, nobody's calling his name out. My, My concern would be how many of these guys know for sure they're back here next year? How many of these guys are already thinking of moving on? Right? Like, that would be... Uh,
3: yeah, well, number one, moving on. Like, he's probably already moving stuff out of his house Is Kendrick Bourne. Like, he's sending stuff back out west or wherever it's going. You know, well, Let's
0: take a break. Yeah, let's take a break real quick. We just got word that Mac Jones um, will be joining us. So, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk to the quarterback of the New England Patriots, Mac Jones. Patriots Monday. We are down here at Gillette. So, it's time now to talk to the quarterback of the New England Patriots. That is Mac Jones. This is brought to you by Arbella Insurance. Arbella here from New England, here for good by Mass General Cancer Center by Northeast Men's Health, the leader in men's sexual health. Sitting here in front of us is one Mac Jones. Been a couple weeks since you've been home. Uh, obviously a tough one last night. I guess I'm just sort of like a wellness check, like after that game. that's I think a lot of Patriot fans were sort of left silent at the end of that one. Uh, are you okay after that loss?
5: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think um, it's definitely a tough one for us, but end of the day you just gotta do like you do every week and evaluate yourself and evaluate for us the offense and what we can do better so um, it's hard to look at it like that but it's just what you gotta do in that situation and um, definitely a tough one but fought hard and um, came up short so gotta bounce back here a short week and and have a better performance yeah I would say like the
2: wellness check is fine the like, first thing he says to me he starts ripping on my sweats I would like to say what is wrong with these sweats Matt
3: what is oh, wrong Jesus. With those You're are a nasty right? those are my workout yes. sweats little baggy, little don't baggy. they look like they're from like 2003
2: don't you have a, well they, I think they are from 2003 <laughs> but don't you have like a pair of comfy sweats that like, when you put them in it's just like that it's like you know the smell of like chocolate chip it's cookies it's your
3: depression sweats yeah it's my depression
2: would you like to borrow them <laughs> I'm good I'll, I'll pass on this <laughs> you know so uh, I guess you know well check I'm sure like word is that everybody's fine and you guys are just moving on but there's, is there any just man we let this one get away cuz I feel like that's going to be the hardest thing. How do you just bury this football and move on? Is it because you you still have like, you know, your goals in front of you with making the playoffs?
5: Yeah, I think it's uh it's a mentality and it's all part of your mental game is just how do you whether you win or lose, how do you move on to the next week and some weeks it's harder to do than others, right? But this one especially just flip the switch and and just got to roll through and watch the film which we've done and now we're kinda on to the next week here, so um it's the same process every week and different games apply differently, you know, how they end or was it close, was it not, you know, but at the end of the day it's all about watching the film and talking, communicating and coaches, players, everybody. So that's what we're gonna do and that's what we've done today, so that's all you can ask for.
3: So you said that Jacoby is one of is a good friend of yours off the field and yeah. Ramondre obviously close to you too on the offense, uh Have you talked to them today, and do you have anything, any experiences kind of in a final play or something like that that you've had in your own football career where you've been able to say, you know, like, hey, you'll move on from this and counsel them, I guess?
5: Yeah, I think everyone has those experiences, and um, it's tough, right? I mean, they're both super competitive guys, me too, and it it doesn't come down to that last play. I think when we watch the film, there's so many things we could have done to not even be in that situation, so it's hard to even – talk about and stuff, but those guys are competitive and they're going to, just like us, or just like me and everybody else in the room, we're going to move on from it and um, learn from it and that's all you can do, right? It's in the past and um, we're all out there giving it everything we got and um, those guys especially are two of our, our best players and um, I love those guys and we're going to grow from it and move on.
0: Talking to Mac Jones. Mac, after that game, obviously Bill's not happy either, right? Nobody's pleased. They asked him about the final play and he, the comment at the time was Couldn't throw it that far, you know. You guys were you're 45. Today he came on. It's like no, you know. He kind of jumped in. It was like no, it was just too far to try a hail mary. Do you think it was Um, 55
5: yards? No, I think we, you know, obviously have a plan in that situation. You have to think about everything that's in that situation, and that's something that he did, and that's his job, and he's he's done that for a long time. But you know, whatever the play call is, I'm going to run it and do it the best I can, and. Um, if it was a hill mary then it was a hill mary if it was a run it was a run so that's what i always tell myself regardless of the situation is what's my job and how do i do it and i try to just keep it really simple it's hand it off throw it or run myself so there's three options i have and um yeah so i think it's one of those things we got to learn from and see what we can do better but there's a lot of things that go into it beyond just the throw itself um there's there's other things that go into do you it. know how far you can throw it yeah is there a number in your mind? Yeah, I know my number. Um, Is it sixty? I guess we'll see. Have, okay. have over you, under <laughs>
2: over under sixty. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever played the crossbar game? Yeah, oh yeah. Crossbar. So uh, what's the farthest you ever hit the crossbar from? Um
5: I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Probably sixty. Yeah. Right, probably sixty. <laughs> so the, mean, you can measure you can measure it so like you don't even have to have a football, but you can measure your arms.
2: Look, shape. we
3: don't need to measure anything on this show. Okay? Yeah. Is that, just move on. we do that between <laughs> breaks? Yes,
2: yes. Uh, so, listen, Mac. the The other issue that I think a lot of people are concerned with is just the overall, what seems to be like a clunky communication. You know, uh, you know, production, especially in the red zone. That one series down when you guys are down, it seems like there's a lot of stuff going on how do you guys fix that how do you how do you just play a clean game especially when the circumstances are so you know important at that time
5: yeah I think it it comes down to just um, getting in the huddle and calling the play and running it right um, it's really that simple and we just got to do that better as players and come together and communicate better and um, at the end of the day it's us in the huddle and we got to make the decisions to um, get lined up and do all the right things so and as a quarterback that definitely falls on me just Make sure we're operating quickly in practice, in the game, and there's a lot of substitutions and things like that that we were working through. So I just want to clean all that stuff up, and um, it's just a problem every week, and we just need to fix it. So, Could you just clear something
2: up for me because we've been having this debate. The final play before everything went haywire, the huddle call, handoff to Ramondre, you, it, there's no, it, there's no discussion about lateraling it and you know trying to make something crazy. It's just you're just calling the play, right? It's just understood that everyone's just going to run the play.
5: Yeah, I think it's it's a situation where everyone needs to be on the same page, regardless of what you do, right? And um, but we're not
2: saying, hey, if you get tackled, lateral it, like you know. Is it,
5: yeah, I think that's definitely a Coach Belichick question. I mean, this is you have a plan, right, for the play. You, you go execute it, and then, you know, we got to watch the film and, and look at it, and that's what we did. And there's different things you could do in that situation, and I know that we wanted to try and get it to overtime um, and try and make it work. But at the end of the day, we're doing what's best for the team and trying to win. Um, it's hard, right? There's a lot that goes into it, but um, there's you just have to look back on it and learn from it and see, all right, we could have done this or this or that. And so when it comes up again, that's all you can do is, is just execute it right.
3: Uh, did notice you taking a few more shots downfield than you had uh, with the offense against Arizona and Buffalo. Was that something that you wanted to contribute to the game plan during practice uh, in the week leading up to the game?
5: Yeah, I like throwing the ball downfield, and um, I think as I always say, you got to be able to do all three. Keep the defense honest, and um, yeah, we just want to hit those. You know, sometimes when you have a long foul ball, there's some merit to it, but you really want to hit the long home run, right? So, Man, I didn't um, hit many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your first
0: that bat, you hit one. Yeah, oh, it was so go. nice. I didn't want to hit another one for a long time. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying?
5: like, you can, you can do it, and you want to be able to hit those explosive plays. and um, Every defense is different, how you attack and things like that. So, It just varies week to week, but I do enjoy doing that and um, have done it in the past in college and all that stuff too. So, It's things that I have experience with, and same with the guys on our team. Um we have great receivers and running backs and tight ends and our lines playing really well and doing a great job. So um we just gotta attack each week,
0: however the game plan says so. Talking to Mac Jones and obviously you guys, you know, have had some struggles in the red zone, and that one trip in the red zone I think kind of encapsulated all of it. Like we just as a fan watching it, it was you know, the pass the John who in the corner and then it was the miscommute the timeout that was called on but seemed like a perfect play, you know, that worked. But the frustration level I think, did that sort of reach an all-time high because you were so close? And for me personally, it was like, dude, you got Ramondre back there. Just give it to him four times.
5: (laughs) Yeah, I think um, everyone has their own opinion, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's just, how do we clean up the execution? It's the operation, everything. And it starts with me as a quarterback, right? Just make sure everyone's on the same page and get lined up. And, you know, we had the penalty and stuff down there on the fourth down. It's just, it's just, too hard to have penalties and things like that, and try and score there. So, um, however we got to do it, we just want to score and we just want to win. So <laughs> that's what it comes down to. And I think if we get that there, and you know, I make a couple better throws or whatever it may be, then you know we're up. You know, we get the touchdown there and see where it plays out from there. So it's always the what if game, but um, definitely want to clean it up. It's been a little bit of an issue for us here, and um, we know we know that, and we've put emphasis on it. And sometimes it just The plays don't go your way, and that's just how it is. But at the end of the day, we got to clean up the execution and operation.
2: Oh, so me? I thought it was up again. (laughs) So uh, uh, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals, on to Cincinnati. What have you – you've already watched the film, uh, so I'm assuming you've already kind of have some idea what you're up against. Yeah. Um, What have you seen from them defensively, and uh, what do you think you guys have to do uh, to uh, get this win on Saturday?
5: Yeah, I think they – they're a great defense. They're playing really well right now. Obviously, played really well last year all the way through, and um, they have a high-powered offense. So you have to understand the whole picture here, and um, they do a lot of similar things that we do on defense, but um, also have their own flavor. So another good defense at this point. It's just a really good team that we're going against, and we got to play our best sixty minutes here. Um, you know, special teams, offense, especially in defense, and when we if we can put together our best sixty, then We'll see where we're at, but it's a really good football team that we're about to go against.
3: Uh, Matthew Slater, obviously super veteran of the team, after the game said that it was really important that you guys not turn on each other after a loss like yesterday's. How do you go about preventing that? I mean, there's obviously frustration coming off the field. How do you leave it on the field and not have that kind of bubble over?
5: Yeah, I think, like you said, you leave it all on the field and – play your heart out and do everything you can to win the game and um, sometimes you fall short even when you give your best effort or play your best game so um, sometimes the result doesn't go your way but it's all about you know the process of how do you get there and throughout the week and all that stuff so I feel like we have a very mature group of people that we're all playing for each other which is the most important part and obviously to win Um, but it's hard you want to look at the winning and the winning part of it but you also have to look at the The process part of it too so you got to stick to the process and um, the wins and everything will come and that's great advice from Slater is just come together you know there's a lot of things that we could pull apart from but we're not going to do that we're going to come together and finish as strong as we can and that starts with with this week um, and then see where we're at and play the next week for the next week but all we can focus on is, is this week and playing a really good football team.
0: We're talking to Mac. I, I can only imagine, you know, the frustration. I know you, you always talk about you're a perfectionist. And you want things done. You want to be winning more football games. And, and I think Patriot fans feel the same way. It's like every week you hear from you or other players that are like, you know, we just got to be more consistent. We just got to be better. Stick with the process. But, you know, it's week 16. So I can imagine how we, we're fans. This is your job. Yeah. This is your life. This is what you do. I can only imagine that frustration that after 15 weeks, OTAs and training camp, it's still some of the same mistakes. That, that's got to be extremely frustrating for a guy that wants everything perfect.
5: Yeah, I think um, it's just a big test to your mental, your mental game. And that's, you know, there's the physical game and there's the game of football, but you also have to work through all those things and, and don't quit. Just keep working, and eventually things will go your way through work. And that's all you can ask for um, as a team, as an individual player just come together. It's it's all about the guys in the locker room and we have a good group and we're not going to, you know, turn on each other or anything like that. We're going to fight for each other and um, play, play the game as if it's a child's game and that's what it is um, and come together and play the game that we love um, regardless of if we're in the NFL or in Pop Warner. So um, that's kind of the mindset you have to have and just keep fighting and keep working through the problems. There's always a solution to every problem and um, or whatever you want to call it, but mm-hmm. it's just it's just working through all those things. So we're definitely, you know, it is it is later on in the season, but that never stops, whether you're having a really, really good year or really not-so-good year. You're trying to work through all the things that you can to do better.
2: All right, so it's time for the quarterback question of the week uh, from Mr. Mac Jones, uh, which is sponsored by Northeast Men's Health, where they specialize in, in taking care of men's sexual health. They have offices in Dedham, near Legacy Place, in Salem, New Hampshire, in Marlborough serving Metro West, and now in Woburn. Learn more at northeastmenshealth.com. Before I ask you my last question of uh, of the year for us, um, you know, you're ripping my sweats. And I, and I feel <laughs> like, you know, this guy, he rolls in here with no bull sweats, right? You think we'd get a pair, right, <laughs> Lou? You think he'd hook us up and be like, he's ripping mine. They think he'd like give us a Christmas present, maybe, double maybe. X tall. <laughs> Mego, you want any sweats? Everything's small. <laughs> well, <laughs> All right. right, so speaking of sweats, uh, you know, are you, what are your thoughts on matching pajamas for Christmas? Oh gosh, <laughs> family
3: pajamas.
2: What do you? What are your thoughts I mean, on matching pajamas? I think it's cool. Yeah, um, I am 100 percent for them. Has yeah, your for, family done it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Oh, we did it too. <laughs> yes. I don't know what Meg was such a hardo. It's like her family mocks it.
3: <laughs> I say my family would never do it. Everyone's We've never done it. Never I think it's it.
2: fun. Why right? Not? Yeah, why it's, not? What other time are you going to do it? Yeah,
5: that's true. And not be made fun of.
2: Yeah. Did
3: you ever try to rebel when you were growing up? You were like, "I'm not doing the pajama picture this year, mom."
5: Uh, I just kind of went with the flow of the things. So. And who
3: picks them?
0: <laughs> who picks them? Mom, em? right? Yeah, mom, mom picks them. Yeah. Okay, mom's got to pick the. Pajamas. Do you have a matching
3: one with your dog now? Yes. Oh, the dog definitely has. I support that.
2: (laughs) That I support. Oh, that?
0: No, no, she's fine with that. Her and her dog. Holy smokes. She wants
2: some noble gear for a dog.
0: (laughs) It's like, please. Take that dog. Uh, All right. Uh, It's Mac Jones. Mac, listen. So, this is definitely my last show with you. you, Me too. Round of applause, Christian is actually (laughs) off the show as well. I'm uh, on, I'm on too. We're all getting promoted. Meg's the last (laughs) standing. You'll be here with Meg (laughs) for a few more weeks we wish you the best yeah you know, I'm really glad that we were able to do this kind of in person yeah because I think you kind of just just a facial expression to see each other in the same room I think kind of it makes it a little bit nicer you know what I mean yeah. so the atmosphere of it but uh, it's been great uh, I wish you all the best thanks uh, in talking to you the last couple of years so I wish you all the best next year the rest of this year next year and beyond and hope uh, thank you hopefully you have an amazing career and, and uh Playing this game a long, long time. I appreciate that. Right. Thanks, yeah. fellas. Here it is. And Meg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you. Meg. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, <laughs> right, Mac. Mac Jones. Thanks, All right. Appreciate it. Um, do what, I don't even know. I don't know where we are right let's now. Let's break. Yeah, let's break. Let's, let's take a break now. right now, and we'll come back. We'll get more into this Patriots game when we come back after this.
4: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day.